0: gentlemen we are live we are the voice of reason podcast and once again I am the ugly one in the control chair and I am the ugly one who is sitting here looking like a buffoon so we can blame Sean for that but it's okay Sean is not with us tonight he is Driving to Kansas City so he can fly out to Los Angeles tomorrow. I believe is the way I understood that. Correct, Travis?
1: Yeah, that's what it sounded like. He's all over the place right now.
0: Yeah, I know the guy. Life of a of a uh, of a superstar, right?
1: I know future future wrestling Hall of Famer, Hollywood actor. Yeah, I mean, it... he's a a man of many uh, many skills, many trades.
0: Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, and I mean, he's gonna try to remember us when he gets big. I was like, Hey, you know, remember us when you get to the top, you know. So, how was your Easter, buddy?
1: Uh, our Easter was good. We were pretty laid back. We kind of stayed home. Uh, well, Saturday we went. They did something really cool in our town. They did a uh, like a helicopter drop. So a helicopter came by. Did two Easter egg drop. And dropped a bunch of eggs for the oh, kids. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, it was pretty that's cool. That's awesome. All the kids for
0: i've always always wanted to see that
1: yeah it was it was cool i mean um it was funny i think the funniest part for me oh there's two things one seeing like you know all the people that have never really seen helicopters get like all excited everyone's pulling their phones out you know and it's i don't know i guess i kind of lost the excitement of seeing them after all the years
0: um the military kind of ruined it for you
1: it kind of did. Um, oh, no, man. But I think the funniest part was, uh, not even that, it was you saw either a kid was super happy, he got like one or two eggs, or you saw a kid just have their whole lives ruined because they didn't get a single egg. And it was... Oh,
0: there's a... Uh, I, I, I
1: didn't know that. It was
0: funny. I'm going to date myself with this, but I'm sure there's some people out there. I better turn the chat window on so I can see people chat if they do chat. But there was this... There was this um, there was this. Uh, oh shoot! It was the. Um, I can't remember it now. It was on um, WKRP in Cincinnati, and this was a show back from the '80s. And they had this episode where they did a turkey drop on Thanksgiving. It was a frozen turkey drop, and they were dropping these turkeys from a helicopter. And it's like, oh, the humanity of it all, and all it was. It was actually pretty good. So but you know that 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 goes and it shows my age right there so <laughs> they but,
1: dropped turkey I don't, well, yeah you I don't know, know if that d- be
0: yeah you know it was I'm um, but it was it was it was a classic in in uh uh in in the uh in the eyes of a, a kid like me but uh anyway no we uh and I and I actually messaged Travis this week and we were a, about an hour away from each other. Travis, is that what you said when you were when I messaged you on Saturday? Yeah, we were Yeah, it was like
1: uh, 48 minutes according to Google yeah. Maps.
0: I was at Warrensville. I was up at uh so I went up to my brother-in-law's for uh, for Easter and he every Easter he does, he smokes ribs and my 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 brother-in-law is the master at I mean, I, I, I pale in comparison to him when it comes to barbecue and, you know, just those tender fall off the bone, smoked ribs. And then he had, you know, the rub and everything. And it was great. And we just, we, the thing I love about going to Chicago when we go up there is we relax and we do a bunch of nothing and, you know, it was, but it was great. So we had a great time. Kids had a great time being with their cousins. I rated a record store. My I, my nephew is my nephew probably has it's a safe bet to say that he has probably close to a thousand or fifteen hundred records vinyl records, and so really? he, yeah, and so I was like, That's okay, cool. one of my things this weekend was I've got to go to a record shop. You've got to take me to one of your one of one of your record shop, and he knows about a dozen in Chicago land area. So we went to this record store called the Purple Dog, which is in um, Naperville. Shout out to the Purple Dog. No way that they'll hear this, but, you know, they were a it, great little record shop in downtown Naperville. And if you've never been to downtown Naperville, folks, next time you go to Chicagoland, they have this whole revitalizing of downtown going on and everything, and it is so cool down there. And yeah, uh, it is. And so we went, we did that, and then, um, so then after that... We, uh, I, so I, this was the thing I bought six records for 40 bucks. And I was like, for, for those who are rock and rollers, I mean, it was like Peter Frampton comes alive. And this was, this is an album that all kids from the eighties and seventies had to have. And they had it for six bucks and it was not a scratch on it. The jacket, I mean, it's original pressing and everything. And I was like, for six bucks, double live album. It was you oh couldn't. yeah, that's badass. So I was, I was so, I was so, I was so stoked on that. And uh, but we had a great time. So, but uh, no, again, uh, Sean's not with us tonight, and uh, we wish it, he. He said he might try to get on later, but I'm not going to hold my breath for that because you know, driving to Kansas City. Hopefully, he's listening to us. Hey, buddy, if you are listening to us, and you know, if not, well, I'll just catch you in the morning. But. Uh, we have a not a whole ton of stuff to, to talk about tonight, but we have a variety of things. And I think the first thing that we want to talk about, it's not much discussion, but we had to, we had to show this. We had to show this. So uh, direct your attention to the bottom of the screen here if you look. And, uh, you know, this is uh, good old Joe. Uh, doing his thing. Uh, I, you know, this was at, I believe this was at the University of North Carolina. Carolina. Am I correct on that?
1: I think so. Yeah. Think so, yeah, wondering. this
0: was, so this was last week, Joe giving a speech at the University of North Carolina. So I got a, just a tab of the speech and then afterwards he does something rather peculiar. So here we go. Oh, I don't Oh, I don't have the volume turned up on, but that's okay. So Joe ends the speech and he, oh, well, look, oh, oh, who, who, who am I working? Who? Yeah. Oh, he's Uh, working. I'm just showing. He's just like, he's, who am I going to, gee, who am I going to (laughs) shake hands with? And then he just walks off stage. And (sighs) do you need, (laughs) do you need any further proof? I mean, you know, I'll, replay it again while we're talking. I mean, do you need any further proof that this guy is totally lost? I mean he he's just he, he's I know you can't see it Trey, but it's just like you just, just stick the hand out there and then he spends like twenty seconds looking around and he's talking and he's his mouth is actually moving and he's talking to nobody. He's talking to nobody as he walks off the stage. And Totally, totally amazing that nobody, and it, and it, I don't think it got a lot of play. I mean, it was it was on Saturday Night Live Weekend Update. I thought that was kind of there, there. They did their thing with that, but I mean,
1: I saw a couple articles come out about it. There's a couple people that went to the news
0: with it. I mean, is there any? Is there any? I still, what are we, we're still, we're 2022, we're two two years and, so this is what, this is the fourth month, so we are two years and seven months away from the election. And my question has always been, and will continue to be, is he going to last that long? Do you, I mean, what do you, you think he's going to last that long at all?
1: Uh, I, you know, I'll say... It, no matter how hardcore of a Democrat you are, you've got If you see it, that and you got and you, and you say, "Man, that gives me confidence!" Like concerned. that is, that's the president of the United States. That's my president. Man, I don't know. Oh, that's
0: I, you know. I...
1: <laughs> this goes back to the cons- Remember that conspiracy theory we, that was going around about how you know? Well, it's not even a conspiracy theory. It's a real. It's a real possibility that if he makes it over two years into his term. And then Kamala Harris has to step up as president because he's senile. Can't she still actually serve two terms?
0: Well, she she'd have take, two? she have to take she yeah it has to be so at November so at November she can take she can take over at November she can take over and be she can be uh serve the rest of his term and then do two ter- do two yep. terms of her own so. If that, really, I mean, really if, really that's that, if, if that's not enough to concern you, I don't know what is because to me, Joe is, uh, this is a broken record. We've talked about this a thousand times, but Joe just reminds me a lot of my dad, you know, Joe is considered, and Joe is considerably younger than my father. My father's 88 and Joe is 70 some odd, 70, he's in his seventies and he, he he has no – he really has no clue as to what's going on. He, you, you see you – know, I
1: saw something recently. Uh, it was like some throwback video of him talking. It wasn't even that long ago. It was when he was vice president in the Obama administration, and it was some interview he did I think with CNN. And just the way the man talked and interacted with the interviewer, like it's – it's like he's a totally different person and we're talking a matter of what like
0: 12 four. years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so like 10 years it's like
1: yeah, you can't you can't tell me the man's all there.
0: Well, I, I I begin to wonder if he is I I would love to do. I mean, I'm sure they've kept the history of his family tied up. I you know, I I would love to know what his and I don't know how that passes down from generation if that's on mom's side or if that's dad's side my i for me I think it's dad's like because my dad my so my grandmother when she passed away she was uh ninety my grandma was ninety seven when she passed away and my uncle with my dad there's only one other child he had he had four siblings he's down to one and so two of two of his siblings their last days were just total full on just dementia just full-blown and so was grandma and dad's at that I mean dad is dad is doing whatever he can to you know fight the you know he's taking all the all the supplements and all the stuff that you can take but it looks just it looks just the same and my dad has said my dad says a lot of off-the-wall things but I mean it's not to the point of where it's oh geez we need to put him in a home you know, but well, he's probably not shaking hands with the air either. No, but I mean, this is a guy who I just would love to be a fly on the wall. I know this sounds weird, but I would love to be a fly on the wall at the White House and what what oh, the, absolutely. I mean, most I I mean, Americans. I, no, I I mean just Just to just to see what I mean. The Secret Service is probably going above and beyond right now, you know. I think the secret service is probably doing their due diligence just to keep okay, okay, he's here. I mean cuz he has all of his answers scripted, he has everything you know, I
1: I was wondering about that. You th- you I wonder if the teleprompter said like like as he's reading, he's like turn right, shake. And he's, <laughs> I'm so <laughs> oh, man, even, I, didn't even even then, I didn't even think about even that. I if- didn't even think about that. If he is reading a teleprompter, you would think he'd like why? Am, why would I turn and shake?
0: Like you would think he would think
1: about it. I don't
0: know. Well, uh, I, 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 I am. I'm not am, giving
1: him the benefit of the doubt by any means. I'm just wondering.
0: <laughs> well, and I think the thing about it is, is he has got to be. I, you know, I hope that he's not. He's not at that level where it's just. Okay, you've got a you. The video from was it last? When was the the video they showed him walking up? He was getting off of the helicopter and he's walking up towards the back of the White House. And there, that wasn't that long ago. The, so this, you know what video I'm talking about, right? The, the Secret Service guys, yeah, like
1: he just keeps going straight, <laughs> and
0: and then he and then he turns and he points towards the door, and and then joe kind of turns and then he he goes back and he keeps keeps on walking forward
1: He's <laughs> walking out in the grass and they're...
0: And i'm like joe no 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 joe 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 joe, joe. you know
1: yeah, <laughs> and was he, sometime last year
0: and and he walked on he walked on to where the secret service guy was and he walked through like a flower bed and then got on the porch and then walked into the side door instead of walking in the main door.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a little weird. I
0: I, I don't know. I, you call it, call it what you want. If it's a senior moment or
1: so how far, how far are we into his presidency right now? We're so, so yeah, so we're
0: at we're, we're at, we're so we would be at, so we're at one year and uh, five months, one year and five months.
1: Okay. Remember this conversation. We're at one year, five months
0: mm-hmm.
1: if for our listeners and, and us. We'll just see around one year, 10 months, close to that two year mark. Yeah. Really start paying attention to the news and see what's coming out of the White House.
0: Well, and I think
1: it's going to be very interesting if we're at that two year mark and all of a sudden there's mental health issues with Joe, our president that starts coming mainstream
0: well and that oh, and we'll that see. that 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 terrifies me and that does terrify me to think that i've always i've always said this that I, I hope that it's not that they don't do a you know this kind of just shuffle him out i hope that they don't shuffle him out I, that's 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 what i don't want i don't want him to shuffle him out and kind of play him off like oh but I don't know. So, so, second thing I guess we need to talk about is this good old report that came out this weekend. Travis, why don't you give us a little lead-in about the inflation rate?
1: Yeah, I guess the White House announced that the inflation report came back for March, and they're saying it's 8.5%. Which I want to say is the highest since what was the year? Nineteen eighty
0: two. August
1: nineteen eighty two.
0: Yeah. The 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 report that I read today said the core inflation was and they're measuring the core inflation. They're saying March's head the headline said December of eighty one, but actually it was at the according to this report that I read off of C N B C today said that that the inflation was at that was in nineteen eighty two.
1: And one thing I find interesting, and I watch a lot of videos every day on this stuff. A lot of, you know, quote unquote financial experts, hedge fund managers, all these guys, a lot of them are saying that it's more than that. They think real inflation is anywhere from 15 to up in 20s. And I guess that's also product depending too on what, you know, certain products are more inflated than others. But overall, like, the Economy wise, they're saying it's worse than this. Personally, I can see it. Well, uh, I don't know if anybody else is experiencing cost of living. Well,
0: and expensive. so there is this. So, so, let me just read a few things from this report. Uh, and you just jump in anytime you want to say something here. Uh, the, blah, 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 blah. the consumer price index CPI, which us historians call it, which measures a wide ranging basket of goods and services, jumped 8.5 percent from a year ago. On an adju- unadjusted basis, above the already elevated Dow Jones estimate for, of 8.4%, which is what the is what the stock boys were saying. Um, however, there were signs that the core inflation appeared to be ebbing off as it rose just 0.3% for the month, um, which is March, and then it sparked uh, that in turn sparked some hope that inflation overall was easing and that March might be represent the peak. Um, the Federal Reserve Governor, uh, Leo uh, Brainerd, said that the slowing increase in core CPI is a welcome development in the effort to bring down inflation. Okay. But uh, he said this, the data reflected price price rises not seen in the U.S. since the stagflation days of the late 70s and the early 80s. March headline reading, in fact, was the highest since December 81, but in fact it was August of 82. All right. Now, here here is the well-duh moment of tonight from the Voice of Reason, folks. Due to the surge in inflation, worker wages, despite rising 5.6% from a year ago, aren't keeping pace with the cost of living. Oh Oh my, no, say it isn't so. Say it isn't so. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah. So uh, it said real average hourly earnings posted a seasonally adjusted 0.8% decline for the month. So the buying power actually went down. You can go back to our earlier podcast when we talked about this and we said this, and this was, we, we said this, <laughs> we said this and you know, so, all of it comes back to people saying, well, if if, 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 the, if they were just not so greedy and the corporate America wasn't so cut cut the freaking crap. Cut it. You know?
1: You know, um, my wife and I were just having this conversation, and the thing is, and this is going off that report, I mean, we both make more money than we made last year. We've both gotten raises in that time right, period, right. and even with the increase in wage... We're, it's like we didn't get a raise at all. In fact, I think we're spending more money now than we were even with the raise. It's like,
0: come,
1: people are feeling it. My
0: people March, are it. my March grocery bill. Okay. Yeah, now mind, groceries, now groceries. mind you, uh, this is, so this was the, let me pull this stat up.
1: She's in there. She's uh, in there shaking her head. Yeah. Right?
0: Food <laughs> rose 1% for the month and eight 8.8% over the year. As prices for goods such as rice, ground b- beef, citrus f- fruits, and fresh vegetables all posted gains of more than 2% in March alone. In March alone. Okay? Mm-hmm. Energy nice. prices, obviously, were up 11% and 32%, respectively, as gasoline prices popped 18.3% for the month, by, of course, by the whole U- Ukraine thing. Okay? Now... My grocery bill. We so we we're we're nerds. Okay, we have to we have to starting, and I think I mentioned this to Sean a couple weeks ago. Starting, I say in January. I budget. I, I I do the whole Dave Ramsey thing, and I we budget everything. We budget to zero. And I budgeted five hundred dollars a month for groceries. Now five hundred month. And I redo the budget every January. So I okay, I'm gonna bump that up a little bit. We bump it up to six hundred dollars. Thinking that would cover the increase. And so our grocery bill in January was somewhere in the neighborhood of seven f seven fifty. Seven
1: fifty.
0: Okay. January and February were in the seven hundreds, okay? This month. And we still make out we make out our menus and everything, Travis. I mean we we I get meals from my wife, the pop in the microwave meals from my wife. I get the Lunchables for my kids. We get the snacks, we get the chips, we get soda and everything for the whole month. My grocery bill last week or two weeks ago was eight hundred and ninety-two dollars. Okay, now that's up from about seven fifty to eight. You know, between the seven fifty to, eight. and now I'm approaching the nine hundred dollar realm. Okay, and so I have. To say to to say the least, I have been having to rob Peter to pay Paul's an old friend, old saying my dad used to say. But I had to rob Peter to pay Paul, so I'm taking money from here, and I have a line of credit with my bank, and I'm actually, which is not cool to do, but I'm borrowing, I'm borrowing ahead that I'll pay off later. And I like today, we got some, and I had to get some money out of savings today just so I could pay off what I borrowed to live on. Because it's a, I'm deficit spending because I can't, you know. This is the this is the time and of the month when I pull out money for groceries.
1: And you're not alone. I was reading uh, something today. I forget the percentage, but the credit card usage in the uh-huh. past two to three months and loans that have been taken out, it's growing. And. Yeah, it's uh, you wonder why.
0: Well, and you know. so let, let's add on to this a little bit more. Let's add another log on the fire. Uh, this report also said to combat inflation, the Fed has begun raising interest rates, and is expected to do yeah. so through the remainder of the year and into 2023. The last time prices were this high, the Fed raised its benchmark near, near nearly to nearly 20%. That was back in the 80s. Yes, there was a time when interest rates were above 10 to 15%. Okay. Mm -hmm. I told this, I, I had a, so my first job I had when I was a kid, I owned my own, my dad helped me get started. I had a lawn care business back in the eighties before it was the whole zero turn radius thing and all that. I had a lawn care business and one summer, now this was in 1989, my freshman year high school, I started this the summer before. And I, I, I cleared this is after, and I actually, somewhere I still have the ledger of all, I actually kept a ledger, shows you how long ago it was, <laughs> but I profited, in, and I had 25 yards in 1989, 25 yards, and I profited $1,000 for that summer. Well, the, my dad, my dad, and they let me, he spent a little bit, here's some blowing cash or whatever, but you're going to put $1,000 in the bank towards your, towards your, college education and dad said and he said here put it in a cd and i, I didn't even know what to see i'm you know and i said what's that and he said well it's a you know it's a short term you know you put it in the bank for a year okay i got and i and um, somewhere i had found my old savings book from that it was like 13 and percent let that sink in i made 130 dollars off of that investment 13% of you, I mean, what's, what's your savings account drawing now? Like 0.0. Yeah. It's it's
1: not it, even it's a savings account is a losing account
0: right now. Right. And I mean, even a CD you'd have to go that, out to at least.
1: That's what, insane. That kind of return is insane on us. But
0: I mean, what do you have to get now for a CD for 16? I mean, you have to almost go 60 months. Don't you do before you can even get up into the twos? Yeah. It's
1: like it's, you're, you're not yeah, two or three. So know,
0: I so right now, and I checked before the show tonight. So right now, 30-year fixed mortgage mor- mortgage averages at 5.25%. 15-year mortgage or 15-year fixed is at 4.42% on average. Um, and I so I, I closed on my house. It'll be it's hard to believe that it but I moved into this house a year ago in June. And when we closed, I actually, but I bought down for three point three two percent, we was at three point five, and I and I paid, I don't know what it was, eighteen nineteen hundred dollars down to get to three point three two. What what did you get yours at?
1: It was like three.
0: Yeah, and so I was talking to one of our subs the other day, who's a she's also a real estate agent. She's a CLOPTON alum, and I said, so how's things going? She said, it's, it's she said it's gonna start slowing down here before long. She said, she said property yeah, still move. She said property's still moving fast. But people are still borrowing outrageous amounts of money to to build houses, and and I still and I still don't see. I mean, isn't this going to be? And I mean, you know more about this than I do. I mean, in the long run, how is this going to affect the economy in the long run? When we're you're building these three hundred thousand dollar houses that, what four years ago before COVID and everything else was only worth about one hundred fifty thousand dollars? What's going? I mean, what's going to happen to these houses?
1: you know i mean there's could be a you know you hear about the housing bubble yeah what happens when that bubble pops is there, are we having are we gonna have a repeat of 2007
0: 2008 i hope I sure hope
1: not a lot of yep. people are saying so you know well that's yeah um, right look at uh i think i talked about this when we had hang on look at that the giant uh chinese real estate company that's like bankrupt and defaulting on their debt right now and that's a huge deal like it's billions of dollars that's right. not there's a lot of there's a lot of catalysts that are, that are stacking up one by one i mean it's i
0: i, it's, uh, I don't know well and
1: it sucks so, because so many people are really going to be affected by this
0: so what's and been I mean, what's been do you think the democrats and republicans are going to put on this
1: blame it on russia
0: well they're gonna blame yeah. So they're gonna blame Russia.
1: Everything I mean everything is Russia's fault.
0: Well they've got a scapegoat right yeah. now. They have a scapegoat because they can blame Russia for the inflation. But this I was I was
1: watching uh the White House uh what's her name? Jen Oh, Pasky, uh, uh, yeah. Say her name. Yeah,
0: Pasky, I think's what but it they, is.
1: They were talking about inflation and gas prices, and I mean she was just stumbling and over like in like one statement, at least 10 times, I'm not even exaggerating, at least 10 times she mentioned Russia this, Russia that, Russia this, Russia that. That is the answer. That is the scapegoat. And we've talked about it before. We don't buy it.
0: One of our listeners just uh, put on the chat bar, thank you, Justin. It says, uh, my wife and I recently walked away from our building contract in Troy and bought a bigger home in Ellsbury for less, all because building materials kept skyrocketing and shady builders. So... That is definitely a real problem, uh, you know. Okay. I, 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 Russia is not the issue because we knew this. No. We knew this long before. I mean, the invasion was in February. We knew this was coming. We actually talked about this at the and on our. We did our, talk
1: about this. We
0: talked about this before Russia was even. Uh, I mean, we had known about Russia being there for a while, but we we didn't. We we talked about to say, hey, this is coming. This is coming because mm-hmm. they have had, we've had, we've had four years, well, heck, longer than that. We've had five years of interest rates below 4%, which in anything, in, in, it's going to stimulate, you, you, you lower the, you are going to borrow money. Yeah, you lower interest rates to, to encourage the economy. And I think they kept them low because after COVID, you know, after COVID has kind I of subsided to- now, we so now we've got to get things going in. Let's stimulate growth. <laughs> Let's go ahead and leave the you know. But now things are getting to the point where building materials are are so sky high and everything else is so sky high. Let's you know, this was a mistake. I don't know if I want to say a mistake. It's it's a cycle of the market. Let's just call it what it is. It is a cycle of the market because the market has it we you and i both know this it goes through it's ups and downs you have you have the you have the expansion you have the peak you have the decline you have the trough you have and you go through this cycle and just like the 1920s here we are in the 2020s just like in the 1920s we get to skyrocket after the boys come home from world war one and we've bought you know we
1: start buying on margin
0: start buying on margin we start buying our stocks on margin we and we're going to we're going to keep on buying and we're going to keep on borrowing and we're going to and we're going to do everything on installment plans we because during the 20s we saw you know radio you saw electric appliances you saw all of this stuff happening The roaring 20s. Yeah, the roaring 20s. And people had to have everything. So we're going to buy it on credit. We're going to buy on credit. Buy, 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 buy. And at some point, the Fed, and even back then, the Fed says, okay, we're going to reel this in. We're going to reel this in. And in doing so, markets were already overinflated. And so market, you know, you had markets that, that, that were leveling off. And then the Fed had the bright idea. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna scale back interest rates, or we're gonna we're gonna raise interest rates. And what happened? Now I'm not gonna say I'm not I am not gonna say that we we're gonna have a crash. I'm not gonna say that we're not gonna have a crash, but we're going to have a period of we're gonna have a period of decline. I mean, it's just it's it's a natural. You've got to have a period of decline. So yeah,
1: something something is going to happen. Nobody knows what people can speculate. Something has to give.
0: And I do have to interrupt our discussion to say that there is a Matt Edelman sighting on our live broadcast. Matt, we miss oh. you. Get that remodel done so you can get back on live with us. But yeah, uh, I'm really excited. Yeah, <laughs> I think everybody is. But uh, no, so long run, what everybody, what all these reports are saying, and I think I'll read this from the report, uh, it was at the end. Uh, oh, so they're saying that they, they, they're predicting that by the end of the year, they're seeing that energy prices will begin to fall and that that will lead on to, you know, that'll trickle down to everything else. The problem is, is once these guys have made their money, they, I was talking to a building contractor, uh, over the weekend or last weekend at a track meet and where they were, I was saying, so do you see, are you, are, you, are we going to see lumber prices go down? It's like, no. no. I mean, once they're up there, they want to keep them up there and they'll find every reason they can to justify to keep it up there. And it's well, the same yeah, thing, you know, so I, I hope, I hope, I hope that we, we will send, see an end to this. And, but so are the signs of the time. Um, Yeah. So the next thing I guess our last topic we kinda want to spend some time on, and this is this is my (laughs) I don't know how I want to approach this and say this. But this is my and I hope this if this video doesn't work then I'll have to play it off my phone into the microphone, which is not very professional on me, but the Joe Joe video. Yeah. So (laughs) I get I am I am into this demon, demon world that is called TikTok. Students okay. talk me into doing TikTok. I've done my fair. I, I will confess now. My, you know, confessional time. Uh, I do TikTok. It is, you know. When I was saying it to my wife tonight, she said, "Russian trollers, Russian trollers. and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> all right, yes, okay." But one of my, so I've had a couple of students who have, you know, who like to school sucks and this, that, and the other and blah, blah, blah. And so, uh, one of the, so this was a TikTok this week. Um, these are two, and these were two viral ones and I don't know, but, uh, I guess, uh, we'll, we'll try the video, see if this, if this plays or not. I hope it plays. Um, but if it doesn't play, I'll play it over my phone and be very, highly underprofessional with it, but we'll see what happens. Let's see if I can get the audio to work or not. Let me see. Nope, it's the audio. I don't know why my audio is not working. Oh, it is working. It's, I just can't hear it. I think.
1: So, you know, I, can hear
0: it. I can't hear it either. I mean, uh, I'm sure people are hearing it. Let me see.
1: If you're listening, comment if you can hear it for us.
0: Yeah, please let us know <laughs> that you can hear it. I don't that's know the,
1: that's the only thing sucks for us when we try to show videos to you guys. We can't actually.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: Hear the audio to make sure it's working.
0: Well, the uh, well, what this is here. Let me get it on my phone. I'll just play the audio of my phone. And be totally, totally unprofessional. But, uh, this, so on, this kid, right yeah, <laughs> I'm going to turn my mic down on this, but this, uh, as you can see the video here, this guy is, this guy is definitely going off and, uh, this was a, but, uh, let me get, uh, the audio from this and Travis, Travis posted later on. I was like, damn, I didn't know it was going to be that loud. Yeah,
1: I was, I had it in my car, my Bluetooth <laughs> and oh my God, it. I was all not right. expecting
0: that. Alright, here we go.
2: Useless. I don't care what y'all say! Taking our number four spot, it's literally all trivia! You don't actually have to be smart to succeed in school. You just have oh. to remember things. That test you're studying for, it's trivia. They're not testing intelligence, they're testing memory. Taking our number three spot, we got useless information! Why do I need to learn about the Pythagorean theorem? When am I gonna use that? A Punnett square? Are you kidding me? But not all information is useless, like, you need basic reading and writing and math and all that, but this extra equation stuff is not cutting it. Take got number two spot, we got, you're told you can't fail. We're told in school that if you fail, you won't have a successful life. That's not true. Just because you don't remember the date of the Gettysburg address doesn't mean you're going to be working at McDonald's for the rest of your life. There's a lot of rich people who failed in school. Take our number one spot, we got homework. Homework shouldn't exist, it's so stupid six different classes full of
0: homework are you kidding me my stress levels are way up i can't stand this school so i i let me play this other video the audio from this other video too this other guy's not as as not as loud um but uh this also went viral this is the uh that 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 one guy was Acrylo, if you want to look him up on tiktok a c r e l l o This other guy is uh, the Bull Evans. So let me play what he has to say.
2: So you hate school, huh? You hate school, you're failing, you're getting C's, you're getting D's, you're flunking out. Good. School has turned into the biggest bunch of bullshit. Now, don't get me wrong, I think school used to be important. I don't think it's important anymore. Before, you didn't have this information. You had to go to a school where learning was important. Right now, it's in your pocket, it's in your phone. You can learn whatever the hell you want to learn, it's already out there for your taking. So, if you're failing at school, if you're getting C's, D's, and flunking out, good. It means you're an entrepreneur. It means you're meant for more. School is meant for a bunch of squares. If you're not a square, if you're someone who actually wants to do something with their life, do creative stuff, get outside of the box. You've got some energy. You want to get going. Keep that energy. Don't let that fucking dipshit teacher tell you you should suppress energy. Let that energy grow. Harness it into something you want to build and go after it. Fuck school. Go be an entrepreneur. If you're flunking, it's because you're meant for that shit.
0: So... I have, and as a teacher, I, first of all, I don't enjoy. Pardon my French, but I don't enjoy being called a dipshit. Um, but I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and one other quote that I want to bring up, and this guy, actually, I actually, uh, I actually respect. Uh, if you know who, um, if you know who Mike Rowe is, Mike Rowe does a show, did a show on Discovery Channel called Dirty Jobs. And, um, I put the, I put the quote up here on the screen. It says, we're churning out a generation of poorly educated people with no skill, no ambition, no guidance, and no real expectations of what it means to go to work. So I approach this with, from many different angles as an educator for the last 25 years. One of the things that I, I see happening, we have, and when I was in college, as as a as an education student we were being introduced we were being told we were being warned about this thing called outbased uh in uh, the out, outcome based education obe and they don't use that term anymore because it's not quote unquote politically correct it's not the right way to to, to address it and but basically what they what the idea is okay, we're going to trade, we're going to make school fit this box, fit this learning style to where we can compete with other countries. Because when you look at other countries, we're last in, I mean, we're not last, but in amongst advanced countries, we're not high up on the math list. We're not high up on the science list. We're not high up on... And so somewhere, some educators, somewhere in the Department of Education, says, well, we have to do things to improve, to make ourselves look good in the world scene. And so in doing so, we start giving out standardized tests at the end of the school year to measure how well we are doing versus the Japanese, the Chinese, the whoever. And... There are some schools within the United States that are excelling because they have the tax base. They have the money to provide multiple teachers, multiple electives, multiple uh, technology, uh, technology grants, all this other stuff. And they, they get this stuff. And they can they churn can out educated, you know, really, uh, really great program. And to address what that one dude says, you know, you know the, when am I going to need the Pythagorean theorem or whatever whatever else like this? Well, if you go to a bigger school, say you're Troy, say you're uh, 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 schools in Winsville or, or St. Charles West or whatever, where they have a 1,000 kids in, in the high school, 1,200 kids in the high school, and they have just everything your heart could ever desire to provide for their kids. You know, if you go down to Montgomery County, and I have a lot of friends who teach down there, they have, for their school, this isn't a tech school, they have an auto body shop as part of their ag lab. They have an auto body shop. They have a paint booth. They have um, three greenhouses. They have a wood shop. They have five history teachers, four four math teachers, You know, and so if you're not going to take if you're not going to take algebra, okay. here's your consumer math. Here's your business math. Here's this. Here's the here are your options. And in the smaller school district, we are stuck in this rut from and I'm not saying this to complain too much, but I am going to complain about it because I am the high school history department at Clopton High School. I have been the high school history department for the last 15 years. And we teach two cores and two electives. When I first started teaching, before we made our budget cuts, we had we had economic uh, the, uh, the 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 electives we have now is modern world history and ancient civilizations. The the uh, the electives that we used to offer economics, uh, uh, civics. Um, uh, we also had uh, psychology, sociology. We had all of these classes and now it's just like, okay, here's what you got. Here's your four classes that you can choose from. And it's not really, you know, I would love to offer a psych class. I would love to offer a psych class. I would love to offer an econ class. Okay. I would love to offer a consumer education class. When I was in high school, I took consumer education, and in consumer education, I learned what inflation was. It was kind of like an economics class, but it was more of a social studies class. I learned how to balance my checkbook. I learned how to fill out a 1040. I learned how to do basic taxes, and our teacher gave us, here's your assignment for today, and your assignment was, here's your income, here's your withholdings, here's all your stuff, fill out your 1040. I'm sure that there's a large majority of people who don't even know what a 1040 is, you know, but we're pushing and I'll agree with what this, what the one guy, what this screamer was saying. We're pushing. If you're not going to go into engineering, if you're not going to go into any kind, why do you need, why do we need to push calculus? Why didn't, do, why, why do we need to push higher level math on these guys? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really frustrated with where educate and where educators are at right now and educators are leaving in droves, leaving in droves from yeah. the, from the fi- from, and I won't mention this person, today, but I communicated with this person on Snapchat this week. Um, she was clopped graduate and, uh, she left her job midway through the year and I didn't know about it. And I said, well, what, what, what happened to school? And she said, she said they were putting expectations on me that were unreal, and she said it was just too stressful. And it was I was out there, you know, 16, 17 hours a day, trying to get lesson plans and meet this core standard and that core standard. And we're we're trying to we're trying to create these these robots for these standardized tests. Now, here's the other thing that frustrates the crap out of me, and I'll get off my soapbox and let you talk for a little bit, but <laughs> now you're what? Fine. We have standardized tests, but we are supposed to differentiate our our teaching to different learning styles. And to me, the, to, to, to break that down for you, what that basically means is this. Okay, we have little Johnny, who is extremely gifted, who is smart, who is above the curve. Okay, then you got your average kids. Then you have your middle kids. Then you have your basic kids. Then you have your low-end kids. Okay? And I am, suppo- as an educator, I'm supposed to find some kind of education that's going to cover every one of these kids. That's going to, that's going to meet each one of these kids where they're at. And then pull that all together, sit down, and we're, we're beginning testing uh, this week. Our little, our little guys are going to start testing in elementary this week, and high school starts in next week, and we're expecting them to recall all of this information in a compressed time frame, so here you are, you've got this two-hour window that you're going to sit down, you're going to sit at this computer, and you're going to enter in information, try to recall from the whole year what we've taught you. And we're setting ourselves up for failure. And we're teaching. This has been my problem for 25 years. I've been fighting this for 25 years. (laughs) Instead of teaching knowledge, we're teaching stuff to meet the standards on a test. Okay, you can talk. (laughs) I'm sorry.
1: No, I I agree with you 100%. And I'm glad that the conversation is... Is being had on a larger level. More people have been bringing this up. Uh, I've, I've, I've seen, I'm seeing it happen more and more, and that makes me happy. Uh, to go back to my high school experience, which really isn't that long ago, I graduated in 2014. Um, we had, I took a welding class that was offered at Clopton, and I took a, a wood shop class. Um, I don't blame the teacher, and I don't blame Clopton. The teacher was set up to fail. She had no idea what she was doing. She never welded before. She never did any kind of woodwork before. And yet she had to teach this course. I don't blame the school because the school is working with what they had. I blame the higher authority that whoever blame the school you know prioritizes certain classes over others. I feel like that is something that could have benefited so many people. If there was an actual teacher there that could have taught it, demonstrated it, jobs like welding, there is a trade shortage in the United States. Trades, skills, it is needed. Welders are the ones that are building these rocket ships that Elon Musk is trying to send to Mars. It's the infrastructure plan that they're trying to pass right now to build new bridges, the phone towers I climb every day, building our cars that we drive. It's stuff like that, that I wish there was more emphasis on hey let's get people's skills let's get them because some people they're not interested in learning calculus they want to know how to go ahead you're about to say something
0: no i just want to go back to that saying that mike row had we're training a generation of poorly educated people with no skill no ambition no guidance and no real expectation of what it means to work and that's yes. kind of where where i wanted to go with that was because it's exactly what you just said we don't we're not we're, we're getting people what are we inf- what are I, I don't know you, you you've been a student much sooner than I have been, more re- uh, much so- recent than I more recent than I have been. but when I was in school, what they pushed was college, 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 college. Yes. I have a friend of mine, very close friend of mine. I can say this because he doesn't listen to the podcast, but he went to school four years, got an English degree and worked 25 years as a janitor, just retired last year, 25 years as a janitor and he retired. And why go to college? If you know, if that's what you're going to do and if you're going to be, you know, I know a ton of my friends, I had, I've, dated a girl who was in nursing school and you know their their textbooks alone this is back in the 90s their textbooks alone were three thousand dollars you know yeah not to mention all the crap that they had to buy and all the stuff that they had to do and their and then a lot of there's a few there's a, i can think of well honestly i can't think of any of those girls who are still in nursing I can't think of any of those girls who are no. still in nursing, Travis, because it was just, it was such a burnout for them. And it's a burnout for these young, Yeah, he's... and go ahead.
1: It, well, it hasn't, I mean, like I said, I graduated in 2014 and it was the same thing. It was college, college, college. I went to community college for one year before I joined the service. And I had absolutely no idea what I was going to school for other than, this is what I'm supposed to do, right? This is what they said to do. I'm here. I took out this loan. I'm learning something. My degree was open options. I had no clue what I was going to school to learn. Right. And I quite frankly, I wasted my money. Um, long story shorter, while I was in service, I ended up getting an associate's degree. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh kind of figured it out, but they went they went to school not because they were really interested in going to school and learning something for a career. It was just that, well, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do, so let me just go do this. And you know what? Another thing with that too. Think of all the college fairs that go on with schools. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the college fairs that come mm-hmm. out and like come to our school, come to our school. Why cool. is there no trade fairs? Right. Why aren't like the. Right. Why aren't your locals like one? Local fourteens or like all the. The union's coming out. Why aren't we having job fairs for...
0: Well, and... I don't
1: remember ever be, being job fairs in our area for, like, graduates.
0: Well, here's here's the other I thing.
1: Mean, granted, Clifton's a little bit different. Story, R- right, right.
0: Well, here's... This is... So I stopped caring, and I shouldn't say it like that. I stopped worrying about the standardized test. My first five years of my education career were pure hell. I went through anxiety medicine like it was candy, because I would have panic attack on panic attack because I'm the, uh, meet exactly because years. the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education, well, if you don't meet these standards, so many years in a row, we're going to close you down and blah blah. blah. And they did close some of the smaller schools down because they weren't meeting what was called their AYP, their an, annual yearly progress. Now, granted, the schools that were closing down. I remember one that was up in uh, Wyaconda, Missouri. It's a little town right on 136, right before you cross over into Iowa, up on the Missouri-Iowa border. They had a student population in their high school. I believe it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 50. Not class, high school. Okay? Oh, my God. And so if one... And here's here's how this their formulas don't work, is if you can't... If you don't meet... That annual yearly percentage. If you if you don't meet that number, if you don't meet that number, okay, five years in a row. We're gonna. That's that's a, that's like one or two kids not getting the percentage point that they need, and that's not fair. And so, and it. I hate to say this, but in these smaller in our smaller schools, and call me biased, but in our smaller schools is where you see, in my opinion. You see more one-to-one learning. You see more one-to-one personalization with kids. I feel that we have a high success rate at Clopton of people who go out and make a success for themselves. Because we've taken the time to not only teach kids. I'm not so much, I could care less how much about history my kids know. What I want my kids to know is, number one, nothing is going to be handed to you on a platter. Life's not going to be handed to you, okay. The number two thing is you have to work for it. Micro is right in that, in that we we do not have generation where we want everybody to have the medal, we want everybody to have the trophy. Everybody wins, everybody's a success, and then when they go out into the workforce. They don't know the idea of a hard day's work. Now, I've got some, we've got some hardworking kids. I'll tell you this much. We've got hard work. I know a lot of hardworking kids. But when I look at them as these younger and younger and younger generations, you know, with my, I see this with my own kids. My own kids don't want to put, and I, I mean, I grill my son and my daughter all the time. My son just wants to get work done so he can, you know, get on my phone, get on my phone, get on my phone, instant gratification, instant gratification. And I love my kids. But at the same time, I'm like, it's like tonight I said, you know, I, I had to run over to Springfield this morning. I came back and I told the kids, I said, okay, get off electronics. I need to mow the yard today. But before I do that, you guys need, there's a bunch of crap out in the yard we had, you know, storms and everything last week. I said, there's tons of sticks out there. Well, what, what, what why are we, what are get out there, pick it up, put it in a garbage bag, throw it in a trash can. Well, I was talking with my Manual friend. Manual labor? No. Yeah. And so when you, but, you know, I tell you what, we have teachers at Clopton now that I, where we've got a younger generation of teachers who are coming in here and telling these kids, you know, who are especially our coaches who are making time for these kids to do community service. And I mean, labor, community service, our coach, really? our our basketball coach here a couple of weeks ago That's took, really took the boys out, took the boys out. Hey, we're going to plant some trees. We're going to go get, get some shovels. We're going to dig some, you know, three by three holes and you guys are going to put these trees in the ground and we're going to better the community by, you know, and I still speak highly of our, our yeah, our girls basketball team last year. I mean, it took me, I told the story last year, it took me two weeks to pack my trailer up a little bit by little bit. You know, I had the entire varsity girls basketball team at my door when I had, when I rolled my trailer in on on June, on July 1st. And my that entire trailer was unpacked in fifty-five minutes, you know, because I had a group of kids who came to help. You know. So it's it to me, it's more important to teach the ethic of work and teaching the basics of how to, you know, this is what basic life is. Because if we're not teaching the next generation the value of work, the value of you need to strive for something other than you know 15 I mean we saw in our first segment when we, or second segment when we talked about the the minimum wage you know the inflation thing you know I was up there in Chicago this week with your this weekend and I I heard I mean I saw what you were saying I mean on every on the stores on the McDonald's starting at 15 starting at 1375 starting you
1: can't hire people
0: yeah because can you live I mean, let just let's just call it what I mean, can you live in Chicagoland on fifteen dollars an hour?
1: Not by your not by yourself. No. You're living with mom and dad or you're you know, you're not you're not by yourself on your own paying your own rent making your own life like that. No.
0: I got a uh, and I'll mention this and we need to start winding up I guess, but I uh, one of my I don't know if you had no, you it was after you um, I can't even remember her last name, Her Maddie, I can't think, but she, she she's up at uh, NYU, she's going to NYU in their drama program up there, and she's pretty much in the last four years become, has become a full-on New Yorker, so she sent me this, or this link to this real estate guy, and this real estate guy walks into this studio apartment that is, if you're ready for this, 400 square feet, okay, 400 square feet. When you walk into the door, you have to kind of wedge around the door to shut it. Okay. You have your kitchen slash dining slash living room. Then you go over on the other side of the door and you, you have your bathroom bedroom loft, $2,300 a month in New York city.
1: (laughs) I was about to ask,
0: what's the rent? $2,300 a month. So we have to set the bar higher. I mean, I feel like, and that's the other thing with education. I felt like we set the bar lower so we can get these kids to pass this test. But in doing so, we've created a generation of morons. And I may offend people when I say that. Call me out on it if you want to. But we've created a generation of morons of people who don't care, who people who don't want to care. So, but, you know, that was my soapbox for that this week, so. No,
1: and I, I, I would like to end with, I think some, I think there's legitimately a lot of kids that just don't know what to do. Like, be it the school system failed them, and they just, they come out, and they literally don't know what to do in life, what direction to take, what they want to do for work, and they hear the whole college narrative, I don't know if I've talked about this book before. If you're a younger listener or maybe whatever, you don't know what you want to do in your life. Read this book. It's called Blue Collar Cash by Ken Rusk. Read it. I don't know if I can buy a book for students at a school. I don't have any permission for that. I will buy this book and you can give it out to classmates.
0: Give it, We'll post that. I you give it really to me after the show, Travis, and we'll post that on the on the web on the uh, facebook I will. page it is a
1: book i wish i wish came out when i was at that age and i had no clue what i wanted to do um but yeah it's i think we kind of i think we hit it
0: yeah well thank you all for joining us this week uh hopefully we'll be back we haven't been at full strength in two weeks and i'm, I'm feeling like you know the room's <laughs> I've got for those of us who are watching live online. There's this little, you know, this little spot down here that usually has somebody's photo in it, right down here, you know, and and so you know, hopefully next week we can all be on. But uh, our best to our buddy Sean. We know that great and fantastic things, and he's he listen. If you we're not allowed at liberty to say, but if you know what we know, Sean has got some very very prime prime opportunity and we are so proud and so happy for him for doing this and uh hopefully uh if our buddy matt i'm gonna i'm gonna text him tonight afterwards and i'm gonna say man when's this house getting done because we need to have you know our last big spike on her but whenever matt edelman is on pew, through the roof so anyway oh, yeah. we want to thank you guys for joining us you can find us everywhere Everywhere, iHeart Radio, Amazon, uh, Amazon Music, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. I, there's a ton of others, and I and I told Sean that I would get him the list. I need to get him the list. It there is literally, I I honestly am not over not over exaggerating. There's at least 15, 10 to fifteen different places where you can get the podcast. So. We look forward to seeing you all next week. Please visit our sponsors, American Traditional Coffee, Van Beber & Sons DJ Services. And uh, again, if you're interested in, in sponsoring the Voice of Reason podcast, please reach out to one of us on our page, and we will get you set up with that. And as I said last week, we are looking forward to the end of this. Hopefully by mid to late summer, we will have the old merch line going. So anyway, oh yeah. so Travis, good show tonight. Thank you guys for joining us. We will see you all next week on the Voice of Reason podcast.